Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Hey, well, happy Monday, July 10, 2023. I hope you're having a great summer. Hope you had a great fourth. I guess this is the first full week after the fourth. Uh, we kind of had the week before, the week after, and so we're kind of back to a full week. Anyway, it's going to be a great show today. Uh, um, by the way, tomorrow we'll have Andrew Whalen, just so you know what's coming. Uh, today we're going to bring Johnny in in a few minutes, and uh, we're going to talk about the sound of freedom. So uh, text your friends uh, and uh, your loved ones and let them know to be sure to be watching this because it would be very, very important. Sobering, of course, but it needs to be talked about. And what better way in, in this kind of environment where, you know, we can we can discuss it and not get too, you know, it's it, it makes you either cry or get angry, but but at least we need to be talking about it and preparing. And Johnny's got some uh, what to do, what to do guidelines that he's going to share at the end. So it's going to help a lot of you. Um, so we'll be ready for that. So, all right, we'll, we'll be right back. The, the villages have got to walk all through this dirt and this, this swamp to go and pick water. To show you this is to really let you know you are not only uh, doing history but leaving a legacy. Because from, from this water to clean water, you have eliminated all diseases. There are many communities that are still struggling and suffering. Uh, so we continue to pray with you and continue to pray with us that we shall continue to lift up the standards of living of our people and that they can be free from all sicknesses. God bless you. We are now, we are now heading to the launch of a wonderful gift that you have donated yeah. to elevate these people from this level to the Black. level now you're going to see. It's up for you. We thank you. We thank you so much for alleviating this community from bad contaminated water and we pray that God blesses you so much we are going to open it and launch it in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit Amen and on behalf of Elijah Steve, I hand over this hall to the leaders and to the people and I dedicate it to God to the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit and everyone who say you are impacting thousands. Donate today at elijahsdreams.com slash donate. When I see that particular um, recap by uh, the pastor there, you know, it's not just when they're celebrating, a, uh, they call it a borehole, we call them a well. When they, they, they celebrate an opening, it's not like, oh, this is convenient, let's tell everybody thank you. This is celebration time. Uh, in Uganda, and, and that that one was in Uganda. Now we've been in we're in Zimbabwe, Ethiopia. Uh, we just did uh, did one in Kenya. Uh, I think there's oh there's one in maybe I did that. I said Zimbabwe. Seems like there's another one, but they're they're just mushrooming uh, the, the 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 things. We always look for people that are on the ground that can take care of the wells. That if anything breaks down, they can repair that. So. Uh, I've heard that the ministries in the years past would go and they'd spend uh, millions of dollars and they put in all these wells, but they didn't have people on the ground to maintain them. And then they just become um, broken down and of no use whatsoever. So we're always very careful to find 
um, to do or wells where they can be taken care of and watched over so that they're going to be there for years and years to come. So, all right. Well, it's time to bring in Johnny Enlow Unfiltered. So here we go. 1349 hours declaring it a riot. My message hasn't changed. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the earth. You must from now on target darkness in your society. We are almost there. The pain is for the awakening. The awakening is for your children. And Johnny, that intro that we've been running for a year or two, it's never more appropriate than today, is it? It, It's just amazing how week in and week out it stays incredibly relevant and it it almost is like guardrails for where we go with our conversation because uh, the awakening that's what's taking place and the pain of the awakening um, is so that we will awake to the next level and it's for our children and again I just feel so much how the Lord um, will say went out of his way to help release that song globally it was sung in so many different uh, languages the blessing where it talked about his heart for his kids, for us, on your children and their children and their children. But yeah, for today, uh, specifically emphasizing in, in a very specific way, the children. Yeah. Well, you had said you were going to talk today about The Sound of Freedom, the movie, and what it uh, is all about. So I'm just going to release you to it and we can talk about it, um, spend some conversation with it because... Uh, yeah, that yeah. movie was intense. I saw it. Very intense. Just saw yeah. it this weekend. And for those joining right now and like, I don't want to talk anymore, hear any more about it. The idea is if this goes according to plan, which is no guarantee at all, there would be about a half of um, the program here where we talk about this. And there is a whole nother word that would be much more encouraging. Well, this is encouraging, too, actually. Um, so. Uh, there is another another half that we hope to bring in, depending on, you know, how the Lord, how long he has to stay in on this. But yeah. yeah, so the movie, The Sound of Freedom, I'm sure most, if not every one of you have have heard about it. And um, this is one uh, starring um, Jim Caviezel. Curiously enough, the, the one that played Jesus in the I past. know, right? And yeah, it's and so. It was really good listening to multiple interviews, listen to a very long interview, Jordan Peterson um, with Tim Ballard, who's really who Jim Caviezel plays in the film. And it's with both of them, but I think Tim Ballard uh, spoke a whole lot more, but hearing their processes and and what they went through and, and, and all that. So, um, uh, you know, there's also, I will highly recommend, um, there is an interview, um, well, it's not an interview, it's really, I think it's, I should have uh, paid it, I was trying to write down there, if it was a YouTube, uh, David Harris Jr., for those who know who he is, um, and and he just really had uh, a very passionate response, he literally turned on his camera with his face still a mess, crying from having seen the movie, and then you know, he's a believer and he, he, he covered all the bases and he, he challenged the church. He spoke to pastors. He talked to pastors that knew about this pastors involved in this kind of stuff. Um, that was just a part of what he was doing. And so, um, that's something that will really stir your spirit in the, in the right way. No, and that movie was finally released. You know, I think I began hearing about it three years ago 
and I think it might have been it was filmed like five years ago, and I think the original request was for it to go through Disney, and of course, that's the question you say begs to be asked, but there's a lot of obviousness to it. Why, why would Disney not want this movie to be out? In fact, anybody who's speaking against it, anybody who's um, trying to squelch it in any way, uh, as saying part of what's going on, we'll say on the dark side is trying to say, this is really just further advancing the QAnon conspiracy uh, stuff. And it's, uh, you know, it's an actual story and of course q was reporting and telling it it actually validates q i know there's a and i'll just address it quickly very marginal tiny group that is trying to bring tim ballard and and i forget what's the name of the uh, operation underground uh do you remember what the name of it steve i don't i don't remember someone can type that in there underground something and their use of funds, and if they've actually used the funds they've received in the right direction. That's a whole secondary story. I haven't done the deep dive, and hopefully they have. And, and you know, I, I surely it's not enough just for somebody to say that they've, uh, they don't think they, you know, I don't know how you prove that they haven't done anything. The story still is true, and it stands on its own, and what they're telling is just a drop in the bucket. In fact, they tell you with the numbers, and so the awareness that it's it's bringing and the fact that they're um, keeping this before the public. And uh, of course, the, the follow-up stories that need to come is, there needs to be uh, follow-up uh, documentaries, films, and just conversation as to, well, who are the actual perpetrators? Yes, it's there's a culture of porno watching that feeds into it. And so that there's a word there. I think David Harris will... Um, in a great way, speak and in, into that. If you listen to um, his commentaries and, and uh, you know, challenging men everywhere, you've got to just stop that. That's how it starts. And these are the ones that are victimized, et cetera, et cetera. And, but there are, you know, the whole elite, the new world order, these that we have been talking about for a while, those that go under the Illuminati um, name and, and high Freemasonry, all that. This is part of the culture. There's part of those, all who are part of the Luciferian cult. When you acknowledge that you're part of the Luciferian cult, what you are acknowledging is that you do want to poke God in the eye. You're, you're, you're doing things on purpose. And so you know that his most innocent creatures are children. And the most... Um, uh, Innocent is what you want. This is your way. If you're evil, this is your way of getting back at God in the biggest way possible. And so it is It is not even an understandable uh, lust. This, this is now just straightforward spirit, evil, embracing the dark side, giving yourself to demons and being involved at this type of level. And so this needs to be exposed. This is something God is on. Um, the awakening is for your children. It's a rude awakening. This is part of the rude awakening is how widespread this is. You hear about the millions. You hear about the cities involved in the United States. I think there's something like 80% of the consumption of uh, pedophilia is United States of America. Oh, man. Uh, you know, like we call ourselves a Christian nation. We mean it. Christ is preached here a lot. 
Talk about, Johnny, I, I, it's on your list probably, but how much of this has infiltrated the church? I mean, the church itself, we the church. Well, it is a, that, that does lead me into a good place, and it's very widely, and I'm going to um, go after in a kind of a sequential okay. manner here. Um, you know, there's been a lot of attention of the Catholic Church and the priests and and the question out there, do it, you know, do priests suddenly become pedophiles or do pedophiles choose the priesthood? Yeah, I've always wondered the same thing. I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Well, my thoughts is that pedophiles choose places where they are going to have maximum access to children in a confidential type setting. And so, um, you know, that's I, I referred before to the book from a couple of decades ago, People of the Lie, Scott Peck. But the, the point from that book was uh, evil people will position themselves. They will they, they will even spend a lifetime positioning themselves and gaining, um, we'll say, reputation and name for goodness and kindness just to position themselves to be able to do the maximum evil, to go with their, their core of who, who they are. So, but the guess what for us is that pedophiles have also infiltrated what we would consider whatever, evangelicalism, Protestantism, uh, that which is not just Catholicism. Yeah. So there is, yeah, the unique level of trust that is granted priests. And so where their, you know, children are ordered by their parents to trust their priests, that creates the ideal situation. But we have, you know, many church settings where that same type of encouragement mm. is given to children to trust your authority and this and that and the other. Um, and so, you know, I feel like one of the things I, I, I just have part of a, a decree or something I call for spiritually in the midst of all this. And I, and I wrote it down. I call for the exposure and judgment of God on all pastors, ministers, apostles, prophets, head of Christian charities, head of Christian foundations, children's workers, Christian, Christian daycares. Uh, may that be released now and may the angels associated with this needed correction from heaven for this uh, situation that cannot continue on planet earth. Uh, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And he has put us here as stewards and we are becoming, there's the awareness of what's taking place there. We have to, if you are there listening to that, hopefully there's something in you and says, yes, I agree with that, that we must have the release of heaven's help in order to clean up, and we must do, and I'm going to go into as Can I ask you before you go on, Johnny, because I want to make sure I understand what you just did and declared, because you said I call forth the judgment on you named all of these uh, fivefold prophets, and are you, but to be really clear, you're, are you calling judgment on those that are guilty? Are you calling judgment in general on all of the fivefold? What are you, what, what was this? No, what was explicitly this? and exclusively and specifically those involved in pedophilia. Okay. I want to make it real, real narrow. That's part of the point is we have to understand that God does look at sins. They are graded in different ways. The, that sin exists in us, yes, tells us we need a redeemer, no matter what level, whether it's gossip. But when you're crossing into harming his children, this is, this is poking him in the eye. This is not, oh, I need help. Mm -hmm. This is something that is such a massive violation and so I want us to think in terms of that. So specifically, 
I call for the exposure and judgment of God on all pastors, ministers, apostles, prophets, head of Christian charities, Christian foundations, children's workers, Christian daycares, all of those involved in pedophilia in any way okay. and advancing it, covering it. And so let that, yeah. let that happen. So, and body of Christ, I'm saying this, let's be a part of now being ruthless and exposing this and saving the children. This is a mission for all of us. And um, part of what has, what is coming out that maybe surprise people, you know, I want to talk in just a second about like, it, it does make a difference. Like I used to think there was an incidence of pedophilia uh, and there's like three eyes, three, there's incidence, infection and infestation, kind of three different levels. And, and um, we're talking really uh, particularly um, when it gets to, unfortunately, Mm. big church, big ministries, Mm. uh, mega churches, uh, things Mm. that carry a name with famous people. It is beyond the level of incidence Mm. and the level of infection It's the level of infestation. And uh, it comes because there is intentional infiltration by those who understand this is a place where you can advance this dastardly deed more than anywhere else because you're under the cover of the trust that is given to you for being represented here in this kind of way. So part of um, I want to, you know, I want to just encourage the body of Christ, Christ, be heroic in your courage at this time to be a part of exposing this. Uh, and be wise as well. Um, you can, and I'm going to go into some guidelines here in just a moment. Be, be wise. You can get yourself crazily. You can get yourself killed in the body of Christ. If you confront, because these people that you mean literally, you mean literally, 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 when we did our confrontation that I talked about back in 1992, a bishop that was involved with, it really was, uh, you know, like there's over 10 uh, women in the in the church that had been in, in seduced, assaulted in some way by him. But it had also gone into pedophilia. I was I was confronting it and I was specifically um, sent a message um, by the associate pastor that uh, my life was in danger. Well, this specifically the word was. Tell Johnny the next time I see him in public, one of us is going to leave dead. And because, and I also knew that he carried arms and weapons in his car and he parked his car in those days in front of my house. And, um, but the Lord kind of girded me with boldness and braveness. So the source that came to me, I said, I want you to go back and tell the pastor. I said that the next time I see him in public, he doesn't need to commit suicide. And because there was a real attempt to uh, intimidate in that kind of way. And so don't be fearful. Again, that's why it requires courage. We're going to protect children. We're in a battle zone. It's war. So we got to quit pretending we're on a cruise ship. The body of Christ and the advance of the kingdom is meant to be enjoyed, but we're not on a cruise ship where it is war and it's a war zone. And they're after our kids. They're trying to kill us. They're trying to kill our kids. The whole uh, COVID revelation that continues to be exposed among the nations, and I could go down that uh, route for a while, but it really was a a global assassination attempt and partial success of the people of the world. And so this is, that's the seriousness of the moment. In the the midst of the seriousness, the Lord 
wants us to be able to make the appropriate steps of resolve and heroic defense of what we need to while keeping still um, our joy. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Where we are, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. And so um, there is, um, that that balance can be hard um, to find, but that is what we're we're called to do. And just some things people need to be uh, aware of, um, because one of the reasons this this behavior Mm. prospers in the church and in the body of Christ, and it is way too widespread, and I know this firsthand, and I know it from scores, even scores of listeners who have, even when I've slightly addressed this a year or two years ago, um, there was both the women in general who have been victims of ministers, scores, so many that I just could not, I just had this like a general, I'm so sorry, I believe you. And and just for people know that this, the research is pretty exhaustive and extensive on victims, um, who, whether it's women um, telling on pastors and being abused, well, especially on women, on the yeah. children, they, uh, for both of them, it's in the 90 percentile, 92 to 97, depending what study, who has been proven to tell the truth. And, and Oh, you're so, saying when children tell this story, 92% of the time they're telling the truth. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, there's, and there's yeah. studies anywhere from 92 to 97 Okay. Whether we're talking about the women, were they messed with by the past? Because here's the deal. The people don't believe the women. They put them on. Um, they're like, you should have known. There's a whole lot of you should have known better. You, you didn't. You were you probably are the seducer. Um, and and that's why women don't come out. And even children face the same thing. It's like you're a liar and you're a lying kid. And that's why you're saying that. And parents will accuse their own kids of lying. They'll believe they'll believe their minister above their child. And it doesn't mean it can't happen. We're not saying there's 100 percent verification of the accuser, but we definitely are slanted towards the other way where uh, if somebody has made a name for themselves, if someone runs a big ministry, if someone has a big following um, there, are if some if a victim comes out, they're likely to more more likely to be attacked than they are defended. And, and so we'll get into that just a little more. But you have to understand, yeah. part of what people must understand, pedophiles are some of the best actors um, on earth. And so they know how to act. And they know how to, like, I'll be specific. They know how to fake sincerity. They know how to fake tears. They know how to fake authenticity. They've practiced it before mirrors. This is how yeah. deep it is. They know how to fake the anointing. They know how to set up charades to deceive people. They know how to work with people, set up a charade that looks like the anointing, and it's all just a show and charade. So it's requiring a lot of discernment and a lot of uh, um, uh, processing with the Lord in ways that often we, the body of Christ, don't want to do. We're a little bit lazy in our spirituality. It doesn't mean we want all our ministers under, uh, you know, um, paranoia uh, uh, of distrust, um, but there is, you know, I think a healthy attitude is like if you've discerned the best you can, you've asked the Lord, you think you're in a safe place with a good leader, believe that, 
and and don't put him under well he's probably doing this behind the scene but if there are credible well, i'll just say reports differently than that that begin to come out don't just automatically assume that it's a setup from the enemy sometimes it is but like i said it's probably under five percent and and um and so um, it doesn't mean doubt him first, but surely don't just ignore it, particularly once he gets to repeat. Once you hear uh, repeat separate situations, it is, um, it's like I said. Well, it's, it's like even the scripture says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses is everything confirmed. If you, two or three women are coming forward, it's biblically, you've, you've kind of got a confirmation. I mean, it still needs discernment, but it's, it's like 99% by the time three separate people are reporting it. You're right. And you, you do some follow the money. If like the same money is behind all two or three or four victims and quote victims coming out. And it's and particularly when it goes into the political, um, there's probably somebody out there saying, Hey, why didn't you apply that same things towards president Trump and the accusations uh, there that came towards him? Well, that's such a clearly different uh, yeah environment and yeah. i can't 100 percent tell you what he did or didn't do but i'll just say it is so clearly the behavior of the deep state that they will set you up they will pay they will pay good they will pay money to somebody who's just making up a story and that has kind of been proven over and over so yeah. don't don't bring you know for the the few of you who are out there saying well why do you know president trump and there was more than one that that came out but i'm i am talking specifically the body of christ and being yeah. a of trust because that's what a pastor is he's in a he's in a position a pastor's using a position where he can call in anybody in the church into his office and so you understand what can happen in that type of setting that can't happen anywhere else um and so that's what's uh, terrible so here's the thing repeating the thing about incidents infection and infest, infestation so i don't i don't know applications think of termites you can have some a termite con, uh, you know control come to your house and like well there's a little incidence of this over here. We think we got it. So, uh, and I'm going to give this application so people can think as it relates to the church and church settings, Christian settings, that I believe probably every uh, church of any kind of size at all probably has at least incidents of uh, immorality. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's it's into the pedophilia, but there's going to be incidents and there might be incidents of that. The way you make sure it doesn't go any further is you deal with it quickly, severely, correctly, as soon as possible. And there really has to be an adjustment in our mind as to um, when we're talking about pedophilia, this is not, you don't let, you know, a guy get, he's caught Wednesday and then Sunday in church. Yes, I used to um, molest children, but I'm sorry. Uh, There's no restoration uh in a quick way for that at all mm-hmm. it's an entirely different situation i don't believe matthew 18 applies at all to those involved in pedophilia this is th- th- these are now wolves who've used sheep's clothing in order to do what they do and well they in are- other words can i just say this on matthew 18 if the if you accuse someone and then they say you're right I I, I was sinful then he's off the hook that's yeah. and you're saying there's no getting there's no Matthew 18 getting off the hook by admitting it okay you're right I did molest children that's that's a jail time prison time 
thing, right? The jail time, prison time, at minimum, uh, proof that a person um, has not been involved 10 years before you would consider him any kind of um, safe or, or delivered. And I'm, that's, I'm sorry, that's, you know, um, my perspective yeah. on, on that. I agree, I agree. And, and then infection is at another level. You know, like you have the infection in your body, you need antibiotics, kind of a strong something. And so there are uh, church settings that there is infection there. There is a Jezebelic opening often from the very top, because that's the thing that happens. If it's going on among the elite in the church, among the big ones, among the pastors, then it's probably opened up for there to be an infection in general in that church body. And so that's something, um, if you discover that, don't easily stay there. And don't easily say, well, we're supposed to, this thing of, well, we're supposed to forgive, you're supposed to use your brains as well. And, and you have to understand the danger uh, that you are putting yourself and your family into. So uh, even forgiving doesn't mean, because uh, yeah, at no time are we given permission not to forgive, but forgiveness does not mean allowing a wolf to hang out around you or exposing right. yourself and your family to a wolf. That's just an entirely different situation. Yeah. Yeah. Forgiveness means you're not wishing hell for a person. You are wishing them to stop doing what they want to do. And so, you, you should never accuse yourself. And for, yeah, and again, forgiveness never means you have to spend any time the rest of your life around that person if they right. abused you. That it, if in order to prove forgiveness, you don't have to hang around that person and become friends again, right? Is that for sure? Exactly. That's it, and that's a distortion that happens in the body of Christ. Is like, okay, you, somebody's been exposed as a wolf, a, yeah. a, a dangerous wolf, and per, if it's pedophilia. Again, it's just a different level, uh, and I'm going to hit that just again, so I won't I won't say it again right now. But here's so infestation is the third level, and that's where it's close when when a church or ministry has been infested um, is under infestation, just like termites infestation. You'll have recommendations, and you they'll you have a a conversation with the termite inspector whether you need to just tear everything down, or whether it can be. Uh, even, you know, taking care of in any kind of with some yeah. severe treatments or what, whatever. And, and this is a truth. There are churches that are um, that are in infestation level of this. And if you are an adult and you have children, especially do not under any kind of deception um, that's being spoken to you over, you feel like you should stay and be a part of that. Again, this Yes, we need authorities to do their part, but we need the body of Christ to rise at this time and do their part because a ton of this is taking place in the church because the church is the safe haven for the children. And and Johnny, I I, I covered this with you a couple other times, but it's been a long time. But so a person you heard what you said, and and they say, yeah, that's all gone on, and I've seen it gone on this specific church, these specific leaders. So now I'm going to pray to God and see if he'll release me. And when he releases me, that's when I'll leave, because we're not supposed to leave without being released. Talk about that for a minute. Well, I think the analogy then, if not, it's one I use frequently. If like you're on a road and you see a car bailing towards you, 
a semi heading your way in the freeway. Think of that. Do you really need a word from God to bail? And so at some point you need to recognize what you're asking the Lord to do is run you over um, in order to see. And that's not, that's that's why I'm saying there's a part of um, when we're under a deception, we, we cease using our minds in just a proper, a proper way. And so there's like, yeah, I've had to tell so many people that same thing, Steve, they're like, well, I just wait for the Lord to give me a word. I go, really? You re- you need a word for that. And then I give them the other. I said, would you need a word if a car is bailing? No. Why? So it's obvious that it's going to run me over and kill me or devastate me uh, if I don't. It's like, you have to think of it that way that is so and i just i'm glad we did that because there's such a huge number of people and i would have been one of those that said well when the lord releases me to leave and i knew junk was going on i'm talking about decades ago okay not nothing recently so anyway but you know i was waiting for a release for a sense of peace but i knew i needed out of there you know and i should have just boom we're gone yeah exceptions there are exceptions and the exceptions would be under this type of heading where We're going to kind of get into a little bit what I'm going to talk about now, but exceptions are like the Lord's like, I want you to be a part of bringing this thing down or bringing attention internally. It's not um, that would probably be if you don't have kids that would be themselves uh, under any kind of duress or danger. But there is a place where you can have an assignment to bring something down now. We're going to go to like, yeah, like the stories that you told yourself. So that's yeah. Weird. Yeah. So they're they're like uh, I kind of uh, in praying, hanging with the Lord on this. Um, there's like five groups I want to give just the briefest um, directive, wisdom, whatever. And so these five are if you're a victim, number one, number two, if you're an enabler, number three, if you are the evildoer, number four, if you are in the know on this stuff. And number five, if you are just part of the body of Christ and hearing being exposed to all this, okay. and these are just some quick hitter, uh, I think bites of wisdom and things I've learned. And, and, and again, you can judge them. I think they'll resonate with your spirit as you're listening to them. But I know many of you face these types of situation and you're in one of those five categories and you're not sure what your response uh, uh, should be. So I, uh, number one, if you are a victim, and I'm going to give you some don'ts as well. And it's, uh, I put, if you're a victim, means if you're a victim, whether it's, again, we can talk about, um, you would, this doesn't go to children. So this wouldn't be specifically to pedophilia, uh, pedophilia. But if you know that you were victimized in a church and you were underage, then you would qualify as being your victim. And um, And part of what I say is don't bother telling people who idolize your wrongdoer and and so let me say that again and explain don't bother telling people who idolize your wrongdoer one of the ways people get hurt the most and harmed the most and who i've heard from scores of you from is you try to tell people within the church about the pastor and what he did to you and they're they are in some level of idolatry and though you thought your friendship was going to be stronger than their idolatry and it wasn't and just save yourself the grief wow um, it's huge Unfortunately, um, that's huge. Don't, don't do that. So um, then, um, and don't bother going to confront directly the accuser if he has been involved in pedophilia. I, so I say this is another level. There's like, okay, lust gets out of 
hand and there's the pastor um, just, you know, pride has got to him. And so there is whatever other insecurity, there's kind of, we'll say problems of the flesh and not to minimize them. Consequences are still very serious. But if you know the pastor and leader is involved in pedophilia and he would he would uh, stoop to that or has and you decide you're going to go confront him personally. Um, it's not something you better for sure have heard from the Lord because uh, or his not even to talk to his accountability structure. It is unlikely a pedophile will set up an accountability structure that's truly accountable. Hmm. They, that's how they cover themselves. They're like, OK, you can go to the board and the board just frustrates you more. And they figure out how to, uh, you know, make you the the guilty one the the board was put in to protect the pedophile so just get that through your mind and if he's highly immoral his board his accountability structure is there not for your protection it's sort of what's being proven about the fbi the fbi we thought was for our protection the fbi was actually put in to protect the elite criminals involved in all this type of behavior we're talking about wow your first line of defense was going to the FBI to tell them. And, um, you know, even if there's a lot of good people in the FBI, but they're at the lower level. And so they try to take it up and they get to go up one or two, maybe three levels. But at some point this thing gets, and they're like, I don't know, I've done what I can. They say they're taking care of it. It's out of my hands. That's what you hear at the lower level. So this, this has an application within the church as well. And so you want to save yourself the grief of even as we go into the season of all of us becoming more heroic and participating in properly outing, exposing, and allowing the judgment of God to come to these type of leaders. You need to know what's going to be. Don't be trying to Matthew 8. Well, I need to go to him directly. Not if he's involved in pedophilia. He's a wolf. Wolves don't get Matthew 18. And so just throw, throw, throw that out. Save yourself the grief. So number two, if you're an enabler, an enabler is you know this is going on, and 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 um, and for whatever reason, um, most enablers are even known by the victimizers. But this is someone who's who's like I'm not going to tell, and it's often the enablers because they have something on you, and so you're not going to be um, courageous because of that, and. Other enablers, it's it's truly uh, sincere Christian thinking where they're like, oh, this will be devastating for the body of Christ. The church will laugh at us, not your business. If there is harming of children, you need to step up. You need to be part of the yeah. system for them. And, and, and there is no excusing. It. Don't worry about the disaster PR uh element of it for the body of Christ. That's not your business. And um, your business needs to be about protecting children. And can you address the scriptures about, you know, you know, touch not my anointed. So someone says, well, I call my pastor apostle even, or I call him, you know, pastor, doctor, blah, blah, blah. And the Bible says, touch not my anointed. How can I do that? Even if he's guilty, but because he's God's anointed. Talk about that for a second. First of all, if you remember the person, the person who used that terminology was David and he would not touch the anointed and what he meant, because that has to be what we're uh, yeah. 
bringing it from. When he said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed, he meant I will not kill Saul. And so it was about physically killing Saul for chasing him. So that was like, and that was in recognition that Samuel, the prophet of God, had anointed Saul. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com slash give and become a partner today. Almost no pastor, minister, bishop has that kind of coronation that's taken place. There is no prophet of that level of renown. Uh, and he was the one. He was the man of God. And he had anointed him. And he's like, he's anointed by God. I'm not going to kill him. And so, again, two big differences. One, nobody here has got that kind of coronation from that Ooh, kind of level of prophet. That's good. good. And number, number two, David still rebuked him. David, it, it's not like so uh, touching the Lord's anointed doesn't mean uh, being hushed and running and being a coward. He even, you know, he showed him the piece of his garment that he cut off. And he said, why do you chase me like this? And he rebuked his king. And there was some publicness in that, too, wasn't it? That, that was, it was public. public. Before his generals, it was in front of David's mighty men. And it was in front of it was to his generals. Wow. He rebuked them for doing what he did. So rebuking the leader was part of not touching the Lord's yeah, anointing. that's huge. And Saul was not guilty of pedophilia. Um, so like the differences, but it's good you brought that up, uh, Steve, because people say, well, I know there's anointing because when he, you know people cry and fall in the spirit and they get saved, it does not matter. If they're involved in pedophilia, they are pedophiles. Yeah, I get that straight. They're not anointed men of God. They are pedophiles. They are wolves. And wolves need to be removed. And that we need to get that clarity in the body of Christ. Because we, we need to create an atmosphere of light where it's not so convenient for pedophiles to choose the church as their ideal place of showing up. Again, I still believe it's uh, 90% more that pedophiles know that's the best place to hide rather than it being you know, leading a church doesn't turn you into pedophile. It's something different, more sinister than that. So, and then, so for an enabler, uh, my suggestion is you, you already know, you know, it's not going to help you to go confront him if he's a pedophile, your leader. And nor if you go to the structure, um, it's not unless you figure out some big way of, of doing it where it's also covered um, uh, you know, by people in the news in general, whatever. So I, I wrote down, if you are an enabler, secure all proof possible and then blow the lid. If you're there and you suddenly, you're conscious, some of you are listening to me right now, you know you're in that position. You're an enabler. You know this is going on. You don't want to ask the next question. There's too much suspicion. You either, you straightforwardly know it or you're pretty sure. And either one of those is time to grow a conscience here and under and be part of the protection um, for for these children. Again, the Lord is looking. This is in the eyes of the Lord, how you live and move. Secure all proof possible, then blow the lid. And so there's different ways to blow the lid. But don't go, you know, if 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 you are telling them right up front it. If the enabler, if you decide to confront directly or to go to the structure above him, 
you have just sent an early defense system. They know they need to put in uh, in play their counter. Uh, first thing they is they're going to be working to discredit you and setting you up and all those things. So you have to understand this is like a mafia that works. The, the, those, the ministers, even if they look like they have anointing around them, if they're involved in pedophilia, they have a whole system, a sinister evil defense system. It's in 100% alignment with the way the, the enemy works in all the other mountains. And they've so, already pre-thought about their responses <laughs> if they're ever accused, right? These are already pre-planned responses. They, they have it, everything they do is built around covering uh, themselves up and and taking care of um, should they ever get caught they they will even do it better than um, than anybody else and you have to be people have to be aware of so that was if you're an enabler number three Can I ask one more question sorry John no, I don't no, want to leave this before because you said there's other ways to blow the lid can you be a, give us a couple more pieces of that because there's people watching right now that they they've just said I've been enabling but I don't know how to blow the lid. I mean, give them a couple of thoughts. Well, you have to, it's not so simple where you can chart it one, two, three in that order, but there is, if you, for instance, you have a a relationship, a friendship with, there's through the media, there's three through police departments, but you have to know, you have to understand, particularly at the mega church level, you just can't even imagine how they've already bought bought in some way the lieutenants of their region police and so there is you can't just say go to the police department you can't just say go to the media wow they'll have they'll have um you know done their work um in order to 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 buy them as well but if you if you have um places of confidence where you can do that do that that's the advantage of social media as well. And uh, of course, there's, you know, part of the next stage and step for you, depending on how you do it is, um, you know, in some, depending on how big it is and how dangerous it is, there are some things you might have to start out anonymously doing. Okay. And, and, um, you know, set up a website and, and will other victims please contact here. Okay. There's just so many different ways of doing it. And to the degree the nation begins to be ready to face hard truths and deal with this, it's going to be easier. Yeah. To, to the degree that it, the idea of pastors being involved is an untouchable, oh, no, that can't be. Um, um, to that To that degree, you know, it's harder for you. But there is, I believe we're going to uh, be facing a tsunami of information and proof that our leaders, our Christian leaders have been involved in very sinister, immoral stuff. Wow. That's hugely sobering. You think there's going to be a tsunami of it? Yes. I mean, I don't want to, I'll just say if people, it's happening right now. You know, the Duggars, one of the Duggar girls is telling on uh, Bill Gothard and, and, you know, I don't know if you ever heard of Bill Gothard. Oh yeah, what is I went to seminars, yeah, back well, in the I day. And so again, I'm not making the accusation, but I'm reporting what's being said there, and it's multiple girls being um, 
fondled, raped by him and people around him that were in leadership. And so that's like getting a huge following in the world right now. There's the Hillsong, um, um, two, at least two documentaries coming out. And again, um, there, there is, is there, there's the one part connected to Carl Lentz and what um, he was doing, we'll say basic immorality. And then there is um, Brian, um, who's the founder of Hillsong or the, or the pastor? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, don't, I don't remember the name, but yeah, Hillsong, Hillsong Brian. It's basically Hillsong the, Brian. But yeah. it was about his dad, Frank. Yeah. Being actually a pedophile and it being covered up and 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 that story is connected with other things. Brian Houston is what okay, it is. And I'm not here to judge Brian Houston either. Here's the deal. Part of what we don't know, and I'll get to that's what we get to if you are the body of Christ, is we don't know who's been involved in stuff that has repented. Uh and again, I say it's way different if it's that there's something about messing with the children and 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 the the line that's crossed. You know, there's a reason Jesus would say, if you're going to offend one of these children, it's better than a millstone be tied around your neck and you cast it to the sea. And, you know, let the children come to me. There, those, those were not just symbolic hmm. gestures. Of, and I also like children. They don't annoy me. It's like, do not mess with my children. They're, that's, that's a message from the Lord to everyone. Don't mess with my children and specifically my children. My prepubescent children don't mess with them, and there are consequences. And there is what's taking place around the world is a a ring of his judgment fire on this whole um, pedophilia system that has been built around governments around the tops of the seven mountains. The infiltration has been massive, but why? Has it not been, we've been blaming God. Why didn't you deal something, do something about it? It's the church has allowed so much of the taproot of this into it. And so there has been an unwillingness to deal with it, even within our own um, borders, so to speak. And then there's been a connection. There's been a connection with the top of the seven mountains and the top of the seven mountains of church. And, even you know, that, that there's an attempt to be loving and kind and confront, but when it, as it regards children, I don't think God's uh, interested in in giving him a, a, a loving and kind, gentle rebuke. I mean, I'm going to just tell I'm going to be really disclosing that my father, he's been gone 32 years. I believe he finally got saved, but there was a moment in time 32 years ago when he was laying on the bathroom floor in a fetal position crying out, how long, Frida, is my mom, how long will I have to, he was suffering because his kids all turned their back on him, you know, um, and he was in suffering, 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 and I don't think God was up there saying, uh, poor Jim, he's really getting a bum rap, he had hurt those children, I was one of them, and so I, I would just say this from personal experience, I don't think God's interested in giving you a general rebuke if you've hurt the children, and he, thoughts? he doesn't have... <clears throat> He doesn't have built up, stored up compassion for your pain for having done that type of damage to children. No. Uh, it's funny. I was just reading uh, a lot of Jeremiah and the level of sins that Israel was involved in. And it really was it, um, Molech, Baal, child sacrifice. People don't realize when Jeremiah is called to be prophet, 
the, it was not like people try to extrapolate and take Jeremiah's prophecies and apply it towards their church and whatever. You just have no concept. Israel was in a multi-generational moment of such Baal worship and sacrificing of their children God. and of everything having to do with the ritual of Baal and stuff that the deep state, that they were the deep, the deep state's behavior of today. That's what Israel was involved Jeez. at the level. To the point where the Lord says, Jeremiah, walk around Jerusalem, see if you can find one who cries for ju- for justice, who's righteous. And it wasn't there. It was horrible. And so the Lord, you know, there's scary scriptures there. You'll go read and just isolate a scripture in Jeremiah. You, call, you ask for mercy. You're not getting it. And um, though Moses would plead, though Moses and Samuel stood before me, if they pleaded for mercy for you, you would not get it. And it's because of what they did to the children. And so, and and I'm not trying to pass on to you if you're involved and have been involved and you're like, oh, I was going to fall in the mercy of God, but now I'm not. No, you should. You should do that anyway. But don't expect um, your recompense. Don't expect to get off scot-free, especially in the land of the living. Um, you are holding out for one day to be accepted. That's right. I was going to say that, that your goal is to be in heaven with the Lord one day, for having fully repented. That's kind of, that's all that may be due to you if you receive him. We are doing no love, understanding, compassion at all here. Now, if that happens um, in, in, in some way, if there's, um, I, you know, it is a situation we're going to face moving forward as we're hearing there are millions of adults in the United States involved in pedophilia. 80% of the world consumption here. Man. And, and so we're going to have to have a church position and, and, and uh, you know, statement for how do, how do those type of people get reconciled to God? But I don't believe God's all that interested in us figuring out how to get them involved back in the community of the church. Mm-hmm. There is the violation is is such that there needs to be whatever whatever alternative systems and communities created. Well, they had whole cities of refuge back in yeah. in early before the flood. Was it I you know cities or is it after the flood? I don't remember after the flood. When was the cities of refuge? That was after Cain and Abel, right? Is after the flood there there's before but before and after but there was the children of israel had if someone uh, you know whether they were guilty of manslaughter that they knew that even if they were you know they didn't wickedly do so that there was going to be such an attempt at vengeance from the family you could come escape there and so yeah we might have to have some version of cities of this is not a place for children to hang out. These are those who have repented. They're calling for mercy, and they don't want to be looked at with trust. Yeah, that's part of the deal. No more access to children. You have lost the right. Ever, forever, right, forever. There are just consequences, and it's a severe consequence, and we we have to understand it's that serious. Um, this, This is not, I couldn't control my lust with, my secretary, not validating and saying in any kind of way that any kind of okay, there's serious consequence, but that is something different. The lack of fear of God that you have to now do this, and particularly once it goes to pre-pubescent children, is um, 
that is that is just another level that's a spirit defilement um that is at a whole nother level so i don't know if you're so i have so we've covered if you are a victim if you are an enabler number three if you are the evildoer um here's what i wrote down prepare for exposure and judgment prepare for loss of health and loss of wealth and that's from the lord for you yeah. That's from the Lord at this time for you, part of what I'm decreeing and declaring. If you are, when I'm saying the evildoer, I'm talking about if you are presently a pedophile involved in pedophilia, prepare for exposure and judgment. Prepare for loss of health and loss of wealth. I could pile on the scriptures that will tell you that this is what he has for you. Back to the Jeremiah scriptures. The Lord said, not only will I not forgive you, and he made fun of those that wanted to say, where are you? You're not protecting us. And, and they called upon his name because there was disaster in Israel because there are trouble. And he had warned them of that. And he's like, so you want to be able to cry like you're mentioning your, your, your father. Uh, yeah. You want to have a tear session there one time and everything to be better for you. And you have not lived in a repentful way. You have not turned from your ways. There has not been this history of you being stepped aside from that. And so he told them that specific, those, those are Jeremiah scriptures, your health and your wealth. It's going to cost you both of those and other levels of judgment are coming uh, on you as well. Again, this, the seriousness of the moment is because this is what God is on. He's been on this whole thing. We've been saying over and over, it's all about the children. Donald Trump has been saying it's all about the children. Q said it was all about the children. God is saying it's all about the children. Why do things like, no, this is uh, conspiracy theories. It's whoever is trying to protect the children gets accused of being a conspiracy theorist. Figure it out. And don't attack the ones that are telling the truth. Right. That's why these, these horrible truths have to come out in a way that, you know, it's almost PT, PSTD to listen PTSD, to. PTSD, yeah, PTSD. Post-traumatic uh, stress just from listening and hearing the testimonies and stories of those. Okay, number four, if you are, quote, in the know, that means you didn't do it, you're neither the victim nor the one that did it, and you're not the enabler, but you know. Do something courageous. Uh, Matt, uh, Say it again. Matthew 18 does not apply to pedophiles. Don't think, well, I'm going to go confront my pastor, my this. And it's uh, skip that. Um, almost the last person to tell or confront is the wrongdoer. Uh, you will only put yourself in harm's way and you will trigger early alert defense mechanisms. They get a head start in covering their tracks. Wow. Yeah. So don't forget that, because as people get, I'm going to go tell them if they're involved in pedophilia, the spirit level of deception they're involved in and the darkness that's there is at such a level. They're not if, if in your mind you had a fantasy, they're going to, oh, I'm so sorry on their feet. I repent before God and you not going to happen. Plus, they will turn and attempt to destroy your life rather than have this come out. So they're, they're, they've already preplanned their attack against whoever comes. So, yeah. And you know that, Steve, better better than anyone. Your parent, 
if people don't understand how this pedophilia thing works in the church we're talking about again we've experienced we know this firsthand the bishop involved in it he when his own kids um who were pastors in the church when they attempted to do some is even a weak level of standing up just saying we we agree with victims in some way um he he's like well there you know he starts accusing his daughters then uh he cuts them off thanks for listening the elijah streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours to become a partner go to elijahstreams.com slash give they're lesbians they've actually been involved in this they're this it was like you just couldn't believe he sac- they will sacrifice you parents involved in pedophilia will sacrifice not in children oh my goodness children and i'm sure you know that um steve that's just the spirit that's in there that's that's part of it it's a ruthlessness a lack of fear of god like you just can't even believe but yet it'll mix with hmm, tears and i'm sorry and all that at convenient moments and it's 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 again if you need to read jeremiah and see how god looks at those who try to do a soft little repentance when they've been involved in that level he's like i'm Samuel and Moses could come and try to defend you on this one, and I'm not going for it. You haven't changed your way. You're trying to get away with that and 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 count on the fact that you've heard that I'm merciful, that this is going to, you're going to somehow be able to do that and occasionally fall into it and do this. Nope, not going to happen. You're going to get judged for it. And I'm believing the fear of the Lord is being released. Not that we, we assume. of our listeners, even today, Steve, have no involvement in this at all. But some of them um, need to, at minimum, be communicators of this message in their circles. And and we have to stop being uh, uh, patronizers of this this type of evil. So then the last group I mentioned is if you are just the body of Christ, you're not in the know. Just to make make it clear, you're not the victim, you're not the enabler, you're not the evildoer, you're not in the know, you're just body of Christ, and you're hearing about this. And so your arms removed from anything. Um, my first thing to you is don't be an idolater of the, quote, big name, because that's what happens. What am I talking about? It's like you heard it so-and-so, you're like, it couldn't be. Um, I'm not saying quickly say, oh, yeah, I know it's them, but you better, and especially if you start getting repeat um confirmations of it uh you better not be in so much idolatry that you can't you can't you can't accept that truth because that's what that's what makes this thing uh continuous why it's been allowed to exist in the church in the body of christ so long they count on the idolatry they built their name themselves up so much and they have uh the members will say of the church or the ministry or whatever so much in idolatry to them they they count on them not being able to believe, not based on discernment. See, there's a difference because you know somebody so well, and you're like, I know that person would never do it. You, hey, you're yeah. idolatry. It's just like this. I mean, that's that's like for anyone that says that, that's a statement that no human being can actually make with a hundred percent confidence. Maybe I'm overstating it. But oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You know, how do you know the actors are so good? You know, my dad. My dad would do his stuff, and then he was always a, he was a pastor wannabe. So for the years leading up to him, he became a pastor later in life after all his family was raised, which he had no right to become a pastor. But all these years, be while he was doing this molestation, especially of my sisters, 
he would speak and give a, and James Schultz had a reputation for being the most amazing teacher, expositor of the words, make you think, uh, you know, he was doing evil. He was an evildoer. And uh, yeah, okay, you can tell, I mean, I'm just spilling, spilling the truth today, but you can right. pretend and everybody would have thought James Schultz, I'm just saying his name, you know, and he was a good guy. He was a great teacher. No, he wasn't. That no, was wasn't. part of the cover. Yeah. It, that's, you can't be deceived. Think wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah. There's sheep clothing. It's sheep's clothing, not sheep's essence. If it's sheep's essence, you stop doing the stuff wolves do. You stop being a predator. If you're a predator, you are a predator. You are a wolf. You are no longer a sheep. And it doesn't matter how much of the wool you staff, um, you know, stuff on top of yourself. And it doesn't matter even if people are touched. Uh, you know, that was hard for me in the church. Again, we both have. You have very firsthand uh, experience, Steve. This is what's so good for people to hear from us. But I know about these things we've talked to before about having faced this thing. Yeah. And, and it's more than one, but it was one big situation. And and the it it, it is amazing how uh how consistently similar the enemy behaves in all these types of way and how he tries to get away with it and how he works the body of christ and how he works their their pity and their compassion um in order to allow himself to stay to stay hidden but it's important for people uh, to understand this is something we have to have zero tolerance for think of that body of christ zero tolerance for pedophilia in your church, your movement, your association, and whatever's around you, you figure out what you do about zero tolerance. And again, don't do the first thing you're tempted to do is go talk to the pedophile himself. If he has no power, sure, go and uh, you know release um, judgment of God on him. Um, I'm I'm just saying that that's part of we are kings and priests to our yeah. God. So we're supposed to use our authority in the right way. Yeah. But, um, don't allow somebody who has a whole huge network around them to just uh, sound the alarm. Uh-oh, I've been discovered. Please activate all the cover-ups uh, for me because that's, that's, that's what happens. So anyway, um, if you're a body Christ, don't be an idolater of the big name. I, don't be an executor. I'm saying don't immediately one accusation decide the person needs to be banished from the body of Christ either. But because you're in this fifth level, so you're not even in the first four levels. And so consider where your position is. But it's like you have to consider that this could be a truth. It doesn't mean you immediately upon hearing one rumor, one, one person that you're not sure of, um, that you just repeat that everywhere. You don't become an executor um, just because you're not supposed to be one who covers up and is in idolatry. Don't you know, we don't want to allow the enemy to uh, to turn this into. Uh, an accuser of the brethren atmosphere and that's what that's going to be the tendency when god is cleaning up just there's nothing that can be done about it we can just try to be mature about it but there's going to be an accuser of the brethren type of atmosphere created mm. through the cleaning that god is doing in his household and it just comes with the fact that we have to shift we have to we have to go we have to compensate you know anytime you're compensating overcompensating you're having to do more than normal in order just to get back to uh, mid-level so that's what's going to have to happen and but we need it okay uh, we need it doesn't mean um, again don't give yourself to um, uh, 
free reign on mistrust and like, okay, well, the fact that he's a pastor means he's a pervert. No, it doesn't mean that there's many, many, there's majority good pastors. But you have to understand, even if there's 10%, that is tens of thousands in this yeah. nation, this nation. So that's a lot. And and really, it is at, um, uh, you know, it's at the um, in, you know, infestation level, not for pedophilia, um, but for immorality. But Can I ask you a question about, uh, Johnny, that I don't know which, where to fit this question in, but uh, neither you and I are, are, neither of us have Catholic backgrounds, but the Catholics have priests to go to who can forgive and absolve. And the Pentecostals, we have our same version of that. We can go to the pastor and he can say, it's the same thing. It's just a different form. But talk about the uh, the pastor or the priest, their actual ability to absolve you of a sin like that. Wow. That is such a good question. Um, and I won't go there. Back to, I just read it today. It's Jeremiah and the Lord interacting. And Jeremiah goes into these moments of, you know, he's the weeping prophet. And he gets, Lord, please don't just let them be destroyed like this and this and that and the other. And again, you have to remember, this is now probably at least double generation. of They're doing all the deep state stuff. They are sacrificing children. They are involved uh, 100%, if not uh, upper 90s, of uh, the children of Israel are involved in, in, in the Baal worship involves um, sexual, um, there's all kinds of, there's orgies and, and the preference one are uh, homosexual ones mm. and all that kind of stuff. And so this stuff is going on across the board. And so there's a point where the Lord says, do not weep for them, Jeremiah. Wow. I don't want to hear your intercession about this. And, 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 and so there is, and he would have been in direct violation. In fact, and it was hard for Jeremiah to get on board with the Lord's severity for the situation because the Lord was, he would recite, he would tell over to Jeremiah, this is a people. I called them. I called them my name. I promised them. I took them to a promise. I, I pulled them out of the furnace of Egypt. I did this and I, this, and I sent them prophets and I reminded them and I did this. And this is what they've done. And, and this is how they've rewarded me. And it's over and over and over their violations. And so much of it had to do, again, end of the day, it's the children are being uh, um, put through the fire that, you know, Manasseh, the King Manasseh, who followed Hezekiah, he's, he instituted child sacrifice in Jerusalem. I don't know if people understand that. It was instituted. So it was if the king institutes it, this has now become common practice among the people and he did not want to hear any kind of intercession and it wasn't uh, jeremiah there's a there's a shift once the people finally and the rulers begin to attack him and so it is so interesting the rest of that chapter because they begin telling jeremiah your prophecies are not happening and they're this and they throw him in prison and they do and so jeremiah has this lord have no pity if any and he has he calls for fire from God, judgment wow. from God, and he couldn't feel it until these people that he was trying to help are despising him, then all of a sudden he feels it. Oh, like, wow. He had a little understanding what it feels like to be God. And so, um, and it was just a, a tiny bit, but this just into what you're saying there, Steve, don't be absolving um, ahead of what the Lord is absolving. And we'll just, just put it that way. He doesn't care 
this this idea yes it starts with i'm sorry god it does repentance always starts with i'm sorry god but there better be something deeper a turning away completely there better be uh, um tears there better be understanding of the violation you've 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 done yeah, like a broken uh, you need to be so broken that you're not even hardly asking for mercy you know he's falling the rock but i'll take whatever you got from me yeah. you know that's where the you know it's not really repentance until you realize you deserve every bit of judgment and you know i had this for the very end i'll go ahead and say it now and i might say it again as well it's pretty obvious this is going to be the entirety of our show today <laughs> anyway um but here if this is a message to if you are messed with if you are the one and it's I didn't want even thinking through the grid the fact that Steve, you are the perfect embodiment you were messed with, but everybody yeah. knows they look at Steve and they hear Steve, um I hear this all over. It's like he just carries so much grace mm. um and and so you know you don't have to be damaged goods for the rest of your yeah. life. you don't have to be one who channels darkness, and just the fact that uh Steve can uh, can carry that and it's such a testimony and any of you who have a drop of discernment pick that up from him and easy and so that's my message if you were messed with you don't have to continue with the violation exhibit a right over here you don't have to continue it sometimes you just need to be told the truth you it's like well it happened to me well remember the damage it did to you Mm-hmm. I mean, there's maybe even less excuse for you. Mm-hmm. You know the damage. Everybody else has to consider and theorize how much damage would that be if that happened to me. You know, if anyone should stop it, yes, it's demonic what was planted into you and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but you can stop. You do not have to continue it. And and if you need to be delivered from a demon that was interjected into you, do that. And if you find a trustworthy source, we say, I have never given into it, but I can tell that something's trying to make me go in that direction. Okay, get some get some help getting free uh, of, of those demons. And um, but again, you're gonna it, that's it's not gonna be a lot of people that can handle that. So it better be that's that's high, highly sensitive. But you can be free. There's thousands upon thousands upon thousands of our listeners i'm sure even today that have experienced violation we just know by the percentages alone oh yeah that this is huge so it's it's not like you're the rarest thing no it's unfortunately it's it's anywhere from um, more than half to majority in many parts of the earth and and way more than we'd imagine in the united states so there's, there are people, you, you wouldn't be the first one to overcome it. You do not, like, there's, I'm just truth telling some of you, you don't have to continue it. You don't have to continue it. You don't have to continue it. Remember the damage that was done to you. You were a child. There is great compassion and pity from heaven towards you. Now you are to serve as one who becomes an agent of himself, That's of true. the Lord here on earth. You're a deliverer now. You were allowed to experience something so that you can be part of the solution and 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 not part of the progression of this mm. thing. That's the enemy's design. That's what they do, we'll say, in the Illuminati families, deep state scenarios. They repeat, they institutionalize this behavior. And um, so you, you just cannot do that. All right. So mm. 
part of that, Steve, is um, <clears throat> I, I, I wanted to make a, a just to make a distinction between we've been sort of doing a, a distinction between certain levels of sins. I kind of already mentioned the grading of, of sins, but this is something Ooh. else that happens in the body of Christ. Cause I hear it. Preachers will say, listen, if you're, if you're a gossiper, you're the same as someone who's an adulterer and you're, you're the same in the sense you're both committing sin consequences at an entirely different level. Yeah. And, and, in and other words, it's not just, well, sin is sin. No, there are there are deep, dark sins. This is what we've been talking about compared to the I only mean, one. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's the garden variety of sins that people are subject to, or they look at this, or they lust about that, or they're tempted for this, or they lose it. I'll just call that the garden variety. It all needs to be repented of. But that it cannot, you cannot say, well, that's the same before God as what you did to that little girl. That's not exactly. even in the same planet. No, it's not the same in consequence. Yeah. It's the same. If anybody needed to hear this for truth, the blood of Jesus can cover any sin, including pedophilia. Yeah. He covers it in the sense that if there is true repentance from you before him, he will accept you and he will have you spend eternity with him. Yeah. And we will embrace you. We will be glad you are set free. Um, you were set free, and and that that's wonderful. So, sin is sin only from the standpoint he can cover any sin. So that's another lie the enemy gives often on way lesser sins is is that you can't be covered. The grace of God won't no. The grace of God will cover everything as far as allowing you eternal access into heaven. But there are consequences. Uh, you know, any time in any kind of immorality, there there are, there are, there are consequences. Uh, it's it's affected somebody else somewhere, and then once it's pedophilia, you you are now talking directly about someone who's at its most innocent stage, and someone who's at its most a person who's at its most his or her most fragile stage, and you went in, and and you you did the maximum damage you can possibly do, you did hurt the Lord. If that was your goal to hurt God, you did. Um, there, there is tears, but that means he's also looking. There's something we don't understand. There's something that gets stirred up. This is what the Lord was trying to tell Jeremiah. And, and for us to properly process what I'm about to say, think of the sun and, and how hot it is. Um, if you get too close to the sun, if you decide to take a rocket and head directly towards the sun, at some point you're going to be melted. And it's not because the sun got more mad at you because you tried to get closer. It's just who the sun is. And so God will talk about in the scriptures about things that just cause his fury. It's not a, it's not a, it's who he is. And if you, if you mess with his kids, there is a fury that comes out and, and, and that's, that's um, ready to show up in some way. Some of us may like, Oh man, where is it? We need it. Um, we need it more than ever, and 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 there, there's partially that's true. We want to um, begin to ask the Lord, Lord, we're with you. We know this is not acceptable to you. This is not acceptable to us. You have made us kings and priests on earth. We pray that through our words, through our agreement, through anything we can, we become further accelerators of your judgment on this type of behavior. We will not accept it on earth. The whole earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of God. And this stuff 
where millions, where 40 million, 40 million kids around the world are sex trafficked in some way, human or sex trafficked in, in some way. I don't know if it's all uh, children or not. It's terrible at every, uh, the, you know, some of you are like, well, hey, I was a woman, and a, a man, and yes, but we're not addressing that right now because there's just, it's the next level of, it's the highest level of evil to go after someone who's never even had a choice. And yeah. so uh, at all. So that's that's what we're uh, talking about. So we want to make a distinction. So for those of you who are like, well, hey, I was abused. You know, I, I consider there are like three main um, types of sin that have existed in the body of Christ that people suffer from. And we know it. we pastored for 15 years. We hear from you. There's spiritual abuse, sexual abuse. Then I'll pedophilia. I'm going to put the third uh, category. So spiritual abuse, control, manipulation, uh, and that's, you know, you say, I was, I've been abused by the church. And it's like, it, if, if you say you haven't been abused by the church, um, you might be, you might be lying because we're all, all abused by the church in a sense, because we're the church. We've done our share of a, you know, <laughs> it's almost and, laughable to say we haven't been abused by authoritarianism and all that stuff, you know? And the, the whole deal, you know, honestly, what Elizabeth and I found out when we pastored a church, we started, we're like, come to us. We're like, not going to be like everybody else who abuses you. And we didn't say it quite that in, yeah. uh, naively. But after a while, Elizabeth and I looked at each other. He says, you know what? About 50% were truly um, messed with inappropriately. And it was unjust what was done. It's like about 50% of these are straight troublemakers. <laughs> and I'm not telling all the people who used to go to our church that you were straight troublemakers. But there is, um, you know, there is a hypersensitivity that goes on for people who have been wounded themselves. And there is just an, an unteachable spirit. If you have an unteachable spirit, you're going to consider any attempt to teach you as being control and abuse. I'll just say that one more time. If you have an unteachable spirit, you'll consider any level of teaching even and instruction to you as some sort of abuse. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, you got to think about that for a minute. Well, and the unteachable is because and it's a, it's like the chicken or the egg. I'm unteachable because I was taught sure. wrong and abused. So now I became unteachable, which means I'm taught. I feel <laughs> abused. It's like, oh, he, he, he coming or going, right? Because that's going on big time right now in the whole deconstruction movement everybody's like looking back at their christian experiencing yeah. identifying you know everybody's discovered that they were in a cult um and i'm you know i'm i'm not mocking that some were i legitimately was and um and so um that does happen i understand what is cultic behavior but a lot of them are just human dynamics that happen in family well, I was going to say, you know, most of us went through this period where we examined our how we were raised by our parents and agreed never to be like that and found out we were like, like that. The church is the same thing. We came through. They were our parent. We said we're never going to be like that. And we turned out to be like that. So it's like it's a process of relationship here, you know, from beginning to end. Right. It's like there iron sharpens iron. You can be an idealistic mother and you're up. I'm never going to do so-and-so like my parents did. And yeah. then you, you find yourself having five kids. Uh, <laughs> and your fifth kid is just uh, pulling the hair of your fourth kid. And you're tired. 
and you haven't eaten, you're hangry and whatever, a certain cycle of the month and a combination of everything. And all of a sudden you find yourself um, being a little more, we'll just call it rude, um, and not, um, again, not okaying any type of behavior, but you find there's things that exist in idealism that once you have to really go through them, and all of a sudden you, you, you find yourself, I'm pretty sure every single parent out there can look back um, and say, you know, I think I, I did that wrong. Uh, I'm, I was a little angry. It wasn't just correcting. It wasn't just, you know, and to the degree you can look at yourself and as a parent and say, I, I could have done something better. Yeah. I think in church setting, like yeah. you have pastors that are good pastors, like yeah. this, they're good pastors, but all of a sudden it's, one, you know, there's just repeat. We, I've seen it in our own, you know, own household growing up. It's like it, if there's one child, it's amazing. There's the patience for it. But then there's a second one at the same time and the third one at the same time. And then the fourth one at the same time. Well, at church setting pastors, there's all of a sudden, you know, they're good. They're kind. They're true pastors. But there's repeat situations. And there's a moment the parents start feeling like they're under assault. Yeah. assault. There are parents that start feeling I'm being abused by my children. Um, and, and, um, and so, you know, it gets, it gets hard. So don't just, you know, go off, go off on your pastors or leaders because there's a moment where they were provoked to, uh, almost reasonable, uh, frustration. And so they said something or did something where it's separating that type of behavior from this type of behavior. And so, um, anyway, so by the way, before I want to see this before you wrap up, I know you're getting close. Uh, I feel like God's telling me, tell people the end of that story where my dad is on the bathroom floor in a fetal position crying out. He was only 59 years old. And uh, what at that moment where he was saying that and anguishing that he was weeks away from his death. And uh, he then he developed heart problem, probably his sin killed. He, killed him more than anything that he was a pastor he should never have been allowed to be a pastor but he was currently a pastor and they had to fly him from fairbanks down to uh, anchorage for for uh, open heart surgery and he uh, he said they'll probably bring me back in a box well i was on the plane with him in the hall in a box he prophesied his death but when he got to the hospital he uh, decided he may not survive and realized this was time to do business with God. And he called every one of his six children, myself included, uh, and apologized for the things he had done to us. And it was heartfelt. Um, and asked for the pastors to come and to pray for him. He, of course, accepted Jesus Christ. That was never a question. Uh, uh, and, and as predicted, he didn't make it through surgery. He was gone, you know, a few days after apologizing, all six of us, he was gone. Um, so that's the end of the story. You know, he's with the Lord. But, you know, there's that scripture that says, you know, their works do surely follow them. But that includes bad works, too. So to this day, four of the six, are, are, our lives are so in anguish. One's, a, one's a, an absolute uh, Wiccan witch practicing. And she's had PTSD from the time she was a child. Both sisters have. And so it's almost been impossible for them to buck up because they've had PTSD and everything triggers that. So we, we of course, continue to pray. I'm 68. This sister's almost 70, the oldest one. The other one's 63 years younger or something like that. 
and they suffer to this day. So people go, well, how does that work? Your dad's in heaven experiencing glory. And my mom just joined him weeks ago, but their works are still following. I mean, it is what it is. What, I there's not a lot one can say. I don't know. Any thoughts about that? No, it's just so good you're telling that uh, again, Steve. And it's just for people uh, to be to be aware. It's, it's like I have so much compassion for your sisters who are not responding to God, even like see the, yeah. the Wiccan witch, because you understand who who you ultimately go after is God. Yeah. Because um, you're like, how could you allow that? Yeah. And it's like it's known that it's repeat and is a pastor's family. And like, why was, you know, we haven't even gone into those part of the stories who tried to tell somebody and, and whether it's, and you've told some of it before, but you would think that a pastor's kid could tell whether it's um, their mom or the church structure and there's safety, but there hasn't been this type of safety and the consequences it's truly horrendous even for someone like your mom you know especially in in the days where like if you didn't it was much harder women didn't have uh the job option thing and so you're going to you know you're going to be the truth teller and 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 then you know it's sometimes both con both outcomes seem troubled outcomes and and that's why it's serious that's why we're saying this is no uh, you know, and just confess your sin, and God forgives, and we hope to see a Sunday in church. This this is not that. This is a big Mm-mm. deal. It's yeah. a stain on our society. This whole storm that's being set up by God, and even this whole thing called and started by the blowing of the trump, and whether you like it or not, and this is why he's called, you know, Trump is his Cyrus. It's not just about correcting the financial order of the world. There is, it's the kids. It's the kids. And this is why it's going to be relentless. It's not going to stop. Any of you deep staters out there who think you've outlasted anything, you have it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be progressive. It's going to be more um, say brutal coming from God. It is. Read Jeremiah. It's brutal because he'll go into stage after stage of how he increase. Um, he'll increase his judgment apart from clear turning the other way clear um, not repentance where you can cry in a corner in a fetal position because you're in pain from consequences of your sin but this is this is where you are aware of the damage to the least of these to his prized possession his children and and that that is something he's looking for we're going to have to have the conscience of society restored and upgraded in a whole nother way and and we we all have a wow presence of god just i mean i i just uh just came in spirit Whoa. i'm just gonna just release that on on the airwaves i have not have not had this one time since i've been on programs with you steve is like just, ooh, just came in this wow, is Lord. a serious thing so why we had to ooh. do the whole program <sighs> this is a major moment major moment in history is a major moment in society these are going to be days of before and after and god is using uh it's not just president trump people have to realize that a high percentage 90 something percentile of famous 
and well-positioned people that have attacked Trump it has nothing to do with politics, nothing to do with how sassy, loudmouth he is. It's because they're part of this system. Mm. They're part of a pedophilia system, a mm. cover system. They're either enablers or the doers themselves. And that's what's been going on. And so this is going to change. Fear of God is going to be released across the whole planet. And it's going to be known that our God is not okay with this. But we have to not be okay with this. We have to get some of this fear of God um, into us and into the church. Okay, Steve, a couple uh, closing things. Okay, I'm a minute. Spiritual abuse, understand that sexual abuse or immorality at the adult level. I've heard horrible stories. We knew about it. And this is when you are an adult, the pastor or leader or wherever has taken advantage of you in that kind of way. It's truly horrible, serious consequences. Some of the things I say apply, but we are saying we, we want people to understand that the, the, the line being drawn in the sand from heaven right now is this thing of the pedophilia and the pedophilia networks and all who are involved in every aspect of it in church settings. And it's, it's the third, it's the third level. It's the messing with God's most innocent at their most delicate time. It have, ha, has to stop. Um, pedophilia is another level. It violates even normal flesh impulses. Uh, it's a unique ignorance of God, no fear of God. And I, I mentioned, as I've said before, perhaps because you two were violated, but consequences are still massive. And, and, and this is who God is targeting worldwide. I'm supposed to say this. This is who God is targeting, targeting worldwide. This is who God is setting up for catastrophe. Those that are still involved, those that cover these networks, those that produce these networks, those that are that are using these networks towards their own gain, they've done it for so long, they think they're untouchable. They are going to find out. They are more than touchable. Mm. The, the mafia that God is removing is made up of these networks. And it's zero tolerance time for it from heaven's perspective. And they're going to know it. It's going to be released. I can feel in the spirit what came on me is what's being released on planet Earth right now. He's going to release his fear. Don't mess with my children, says the Lord. Don't mess with my children. And we're talking about sexually messing with children. We're not saying at a lower level. We're not in your discipline. You're not sure if you got angry one time. Yes, you correct yourself. These are his children. He understands. They make you want to pull your hair, hair out sometime. We've all made God want to pull his hair out sometime, I say. But this is different. Don't mess with his children sexually. It's a whole nother level of violation. So, wow, wow, wow. This is a... Uh... It's sobering to say the very least, my goodness. So, well, John, you want to go ahead and pray for the people then on, on, on our way to closing this? Everybody be aware, this is good news. Yeah. I think it's sober, but it's good news because yeah. there is a serious moment from heaven um, on behalf of the children. Yeah. And, and, um, and it's, it's something we really need to uh, experience and we need to experience this justice of God on behalf of the children. And the justice of God is him having mercy 
on those that have been abused. And he's starting with the children. Yeah, there's going to be the justice is coming in waves and injustice at every level is what he's he's after. But these this is the this is the starting place. Wow. This is how you know it's going to reach you in your other ears. So, Lord, we just thank you for uh, what you're doing on planet Earth. We invite we agree. Steve and I, we both agree with your righteous judgment. Yes, Lord. And we we are not in that position of asking for mercy for them. We're asking mercy for the children. Yes, Lord. And we're asking for a release from heaven of your presence, of your power, of the fear of the Lord, of you strengthening all those who fight for your children here on earth. And we ask that there would be an accelerated intervention from heaven against those who would be setting up these networks. Lord, this thing must be stopped. We say no. You've said we're kings and priests. And, and, and we say we cannot have 40 million uh, uh, sexual slaves on planet Earth, primarily made up of children. We cannot have this situation. And we must have your help. We need your help for this. We want it. We're in agreement with you. Uh, we're going to do our part. Uh, Lord, we're going to do our part to uh, be a part of your response to this situation. And we're going to have a world where it's safe for children to be born. We're going to change the dynamics in the nations around the world. We're going to have the Isaiah 61 billionaires released that can help rebuild cities, rebuild nations where the, the enforced poverty that's come on them has allowed for situations and setups. Mm. Children could be at risk. So we're, that's why you're not about to come back now. Mm. You're about to do your great story now. Yeah. You, are, you are you are rising and shining on those who agree to arise and shine with you. And you are looking for heroes of faith. You are looking for those who will step into an upgraded nobility, upgraded dignity, upgraded caring for others, upgrading for caring for the least of these. And we thank you, Lord, ahead of time for what you're doing, what you're going to do. And we ask for acceleration, Lord, acceleration of of the release of your angels, of your presence on behalf of this cleanup, Lord. This cleanup must happen now. Yes, Lord. Cleanup stage. There's been exposure after exposure, but there's a sense that they're still getting away with it. So we Ooh. say, Lord, it's time. It's time. It's time. We agree with, with that it's time for your hand to be made evident in the midst of this whole situation. The sound of freedom of your kids, Lord, yes, Lord. must be able to be made at this time. We thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for encouraging your sons and daughters who are listening right now that this is your day for shining on planet Earth, your day of establishing yourself um, as the God who protects children. You are the God who hears the cries of children. You are the God who uh, restores children, yes, Lord. protects them, and we declare your name uh, over our whole earth at this time, and we align ourselves with your coming righteous judgments on behalf of the children. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, be sure to go to. Uh, do you do you want to announce? Do you have any uh, location where you're going to have a meeting that you want to announce? Well, it wasn't given to me, and I think our next um, in August we are doing. We're having to skip a state because we're going to go to 
the nation of Colombia in Dubai, South America, towards the end of August. I don't have the exact date right now. It might be 24th or 28th or something like that in Bogota, Colombia. And then in um, August, September, but I don't have, it, it seems like it's around 10th or 11th. It's going to be in Harrisburg, uh, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania will be the next. Okay, so they just go to restore7.org and watch out for that date to be announced. Of course, we'll keep asking you when you come on. Yeah, I think it's actually, if you're on our email list, uh, it, so it should be on our website as well, but I think those on the email list, it came out. I know November is going to be in Las Vegas, so it's going to be Nevada. Um, and those are the two next ones. They might be the only um, uh, next two because we're doing Canada um, in between there as well. So, okay. and I don't have that exact date, and, and, but it's sometime in, in September. So we're fitting in the South America launch and a Canadian launch with the States launch. And, wow. and we're not able just to do the, uh, the 50, the way we're going to do. And we're also taking inventory. It was an amazing time. Um, we had at our, at our event here, but we're, we're looking at, uh, exactly how we move, move forward. We're now aware of how much, um, effort and time, uh, and expense yeah. to pull these, pull these off. So we're just, um, we actually have to have our, our debrief as a team to see how, how we move forward with that. But all that information, again, either you get on our email list from restore7.org or it's, it's already there, but we are looking forward to interacting with the body of Christ all over. All right. Sounds good. Johnny, thank you so much. Uh, very intense, but good intense. So appreciate you. All your, I mean, that's a lot of, uh, a lot on you to, to give all that. So I know you get some rest after this, right? So a uh, quick reminder that Andrew Whaler will be with us tomorrow. He's always, he's got full of, he's the biggest, the, the most prolific dreamer I think I know. And he dream, dreams a lot of stuff that's that's very specific and all dreams have some symbolism in it, but he, he gets a lot of direct revelation that's not symbolic as well. So he's fun to, to learn from. So that's tomorrow, 11 o'clock Pacific. So we will see you all later. Have a great day. See you next time. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.